thanks for jumping in to another podcast episode brought to you by Bad Tabletop Gaming and Arrow. Your host is Armin, guest starring Theo. Welcome to Night Lords. Uh, with me here, we have Theo. He loves to play Night Lords. He's played them probably for years now. And uh, he's very excited that we have an updated rule set and some extra models and extra units and actual actual units coming out. So um, very excited to have him here. So we'll get right into it. So Night Lords. So we're not going to go through everything. We'll just kind of go through what's changed. Well, we say that, but then we end up going through everything anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go through the Night Lords again, because I know we did Night Lords a few weeks ago, or when I say weeks, I mean month or so, but um, this this one's updated. So what do they have? So Talent for Murder. So this has changed, right? So yeah, your Legion of Astartes Night Lords rules. Um, you know, Legion of Sardis, just like everybody can regroup, but uh, a talent for murder, yeah, and it's and it's changed, and it's changed for the better. Uh, whereas previously, it only affected um, infantry infantry units, uh, where you could get your plus one to hit and plus one to wound to trigger. Now uh, it's opened up to anything that isn't a vehicle. So that means that you'll you'll be able to get plus one to hit uh, and plus one to wound against monsters creatures against bike units. Um, there's no amb- ambiguity between like jump infantry now. It's just anything that isn't a vehicle, you get plus one to hit and plus one to wound. In my opinion, a talent for murder was one of the better uh, Legion of Stardis rules that was out there, and now it's just even better where it's become one of the top ones. It doesn't work all the time. Uh, it works when you get yourself into a situation where you outnumber your opponent, and that's nice because it rewards players who will do that for themselves. So I think that's really cool and it's really powerful. That's right. So it's what? When you outnumber, you basically get plus one to hit or plus one to wound, which is unreal. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really good. I mean, you have to outnumber, so it kind of forces you to have more units, but... Um, yeah, the, it it makes you want to build your armies with large units. You don't take multiple small units and as a Night Lords player. You take big units. You want 10 guys. You want bulky models. Um, it... it really influences like how you build your lists um, because it is it can be just so good. Uh, <clears throat> then the rest of the uh, Legion of Stardis rules have really remained unchanged. Uh, Nostrum and Blood is the same. Uh, Night Lords fall back uh, one inch further than normal, and if they fail a pinning test, they can instead decide to uh, run away uh, to flee instead of becoming yeah. pinned. Um, Which is pretty cool. It's a it's a different rule. Right. If you don't want to stay there, you can. Yeah, I mean, you can get away. somebody to fail a charge that way, right? Yep. You know, blowing up your ride and getting pinned, you just decide to run away instead. Instead of sit there and get charged. Charged, right? Yeah, maybe. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, it's nice. Um, um, if your warlord's slain, you must take a immediate morale test, as if you've suffered twenty five percent casualties. It sucks. Um, I don't know if it's a huge deal. Like it can be a, de- like it can make a difference, but yeah, um, uh, it's it's something. Right? Generally, legion like Astartes, like you've got leadership eight or nine yeah pretty much across the board so and sometimes in some cases better um so uh there's still uh night vision uh so that's unchanged uh everything in the primary detachment has night vision so not just legion of Stardis, but everything in the detachment and uh, from the shadows which is uh 
Unchanged, which is uh, everything has a cover save of five plus uh, on the first game turn, even in the open. Um, so unchanged there. So that leads um, us into the war gear. That's right. So the Nostram and Chain Glaive. This has this changed? Plus one strength, AP three, melee two hundred rending. Yeah, no, it has not changed. So it's available okay. to so, independent characters uh, with uh, access to a power weapon can take a, this instead for the same for the cost. same cost. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it's plus one strength, two handed rending. So it's better. You lose the attack, but I think the plus one strength and rending make up for it. So um, it's definitely worth it if you're buying a power weapon. Uh, teleportation transponder. Any night lord terminal. Uh, so any night. Lord Legion Terminator Squad or Night Lord Legion Command Squad equipped with Terminator Armor may have Deep Strike for 15 points, which is, um, and then any Night Lord independent character in Terminator Armor can be can have Deep Strike for 10 points. So this is huge because, was this in before? It This is unchanged. Okay, it unchanged. Was, okay. They had access to this before. Okay. Uh, and and it's, it's good if you like uh, Deep Striking. I myself personally am not a fan of, of units that Deep Strike because I find it to be unreliable. Although we'll get into... Uh, a little bit later into like how it can be made more reliable. It's good though because that's the difference in 30k. Well, like when it first came out, the Terminators didn't just automatically have yeah, it. Right, right. In 40k, so they just had it, but now right. they took it away. So there's uh, there's few legions. I think Imperial Fists have it. Uh, yeah, there's a few, but it's yeah. I, I think it's definitely a good option to have. Right. Yeah, more options is never a bad thing. That's right. Yeah. And then the trophies for judgment. You, for five points, you you have fear, so that hasn't changed either. And then the headsman's axe, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So this one's a this one's a new uh, legion specific weapon. Uh, so again, same thing. Any independent character that can take a power weapon can replace it with this for ten points. Uh, and this is a strength times two, AP three, two handed rending uh, weapon. So uh, not quite a power fist, but uh, it. I don't know. I wasn't really expecting a new weapon like this, but uh, I mean, hey, I'll take it. Why not? Um, it's cool. Kind of opens up modeling options for for your models, and uh, and it's not a bad weapon at all either. You know, and it's not unwieldy too. So it's uh, that's right. It does strike at initiative. So yeah, I mean, it's only AP three, but at times two strength, sort of like strength eight on most things. Rending, you can you know you can just kill some things. So yeah, that's absolutely. nice. Rights of war. So. They, did they get rid of the other rights of war? Again, it's the same conversation. Did they um, actually get rid of them? Are well, they called the same thing? They are. So there's, uh, yeah, because we were talking about that yesterday with the uh, the Dark Angels and their two original rights of war, and they don't appear in this book. Um, now, one of the two original Night Lords uh, rights of war does appear in this book. The other one is missing. Um and that would lead me to believe that the other one, the old one, which was uh, uh, the Horror Cult, uh, which is no longer in this new book, Book 9, um, is no longer a valid option for a right of war to take. So I'm not really too sure what that says about the, the Dark Angels ones, but I, I don't think that the Horror Cult right of war exists anymore for Night Lords players. And honestly, I didn't think it was a really great right of war anyways, um, with the way that Raptors used to be. Uh, it just kind of unlocked them as a troop choice. It felt like kind of a, we ran out of ideas. What do we do for, to give them a second right of war? And they, they just made Raptors uh, a troop. But they also, uh, in that right of war, they gave you access to Charybdis drop pods as dedicated transport options for large units of, uh, 
of infantry. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel bad for those players who like to run that right of war just because they had, you know, they wanted to run two or three. And they had a bunch of them, right? Drop pods, yeah. yeah. So now that's not an option anymore. So that's too bad. But Well, uh, Terror Assault, let's go through it. So you've got Cover of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can impose night fighting for the duration of the first game automatic or the first turn automatically, right? Yeah. And then... Um, if, so you, that's, if you so do so, on the second turn you roll, and then a three plus, it's still night fighting. And then on the third turn, on a six is night fighting. So this right. hasn't changed. No, it has changed. Oh, it has changed. Yeah, so the way that this used to work, uh, still the same rule, cover of darkness. Um, now, originally when it was written in, uh, night fighting could be carried over to turn two on a five and turn three on a six. And then they FAQ'd it so that it would... Uh, you would have night uh, night fighting on a two plus at the start of the game. Now they've changed it Again. so that uh, it's automatic, right? Which makes sense. I mean, it's a it's, thing for night lords, so it perfectly makes sense. Yeah, it, and you're taking the terror assault right of war because you want to be fighting at night. It yeah. kind of sucked when you would roll a one for that night fight yeah. roll and not actually have night fighting in effect because they do get some extra bonuses as well which is plus one initiative and plus one to the run distances while there's night fighting. Um, so that's nice because you can carry night fighting in through three game turns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, now it's automatic and uh, turn twos on a three plus. So you get a couple of turns of pretty reliable night fighting, I think. And that's that's a nice little change. So then the terror squads and night lord raptor squads must be taken as compulsory troop choices. Yeah, so again, this is also changed uh, because previously um, you only had access to terror squads as a compulsory troop choice so they've opened this up and uh and given you raptor squads as compulsory troop choice as well so um every uh every terror squad assault used to run with uh like three terror squads because you needed an extra compulsory as one of your limitations now you don't need to do that you have the option to take uh some raptors and that horror cult right of war that's now gone um they've kind of Worked a little bit of that. Two, in, it seems like yeah, yeah, into that, into this as well. And then so. what the Dreadclaw Drop Pod and the Legion Dreadnought or Legion Drop Pod you can take as dedicated transports, as long as you can yeah. fit the guys inside. Yeah. So for your tactical squads, veteran squads, and terror squads. Yeah. yeah so that's amazing. You basically get like a bunch of stuff put together. This is this is like a few rights of war kind of like yeah, all like it's the awesome. Time. You like get being like able drop to just... pod assault in one in this, you know, like the generic drop pod mm-hmm. assault yeah. and plus all these other bonuses. I'm a little surprised about the regular legion drop pods as well cuz they tend to be like very inexpensive. So that's why like usually you have to take the right of war like drop pod assault right of war. So this yeah. is awesome. Like this makes like let's look at the limitations, but it, this makes it, it really good. It was a good right of war originally, Before, yeah. and when they FAQ'd it, so the night night fighting was a little bit more uh, reliable. It got better. You know, it's still a fantastic right of war. It seems really good to me. Yeah. So the limitations in this is that you have to take an additional compulsory troop. So, but it uh, could be your cheap raptors now. Well, we'll talk well, about the raptors afterwards, but that yeah. could be the raptors. Yeah. Um, uh, you also have can only take a single heavy support truck. Okay. That was that was always the biggest restriction with this mm-hmm. uh, with this right of war because the com- the heavy slot is so competitive with and, and filled with such great options that it was always hard to decide like what do you take in that slot. So only having one one option kind of hurts. But I mean, we just went through the Dark Angels uh, rights of war, and I don't think that's as bad as some of theirs. No, so. not at all. And then uh, the control player, like you can't take fortifications or allies. So I mean, it's, it says Allied Space Marine Legion detachments. Oh, okay, so, so you, you can so still you can take still allies. Take, you just right. can't take a. Space yeah, so it can be Mechanicum Legion. or um, auxilia, auxilia, militia, militia, talons of the emperor. 
I think Night Lords are mostly traders. Doesn't say you have to be trader. I guess so. Okay. I only say that because the next Rider War specifies certain things. Okay. So this one, you could be a loyalist uh, uh, Night Lord and take this, which was there many loyalist night lords actually like i, I don't mean, remember the stories i'm sure there was the night lords were traitors before being traitors was cool so yeah right <laughs> they know. were like basically they're the hipsters of right yeah so because as soon as it became traitors they basically killed their own planet and basically sacrificed themselves and massacred everything so yeah um yeah okay next one the swift blade no true leaders so in order to take this, you must take a minimum of three compulsory HQ choices and may take up to five HQs, regardless of whatever force or chart you use. Um, instead of using the regular rules for Warlord, uh, all of the HQs and attachments are the Warlord. They do not roll for Warlord traits, but rather all gain the Crusader and Hatred Loyalist special rule. All of the HQs in this, in, in this detachment must be slain to fulfill the conditions uh, that it requires a warlord to be removed from play as a casualty. So, I mean, it's, it, this is awesome. That's nice. I mean, you get you get five characters, uh, like removing that restriction. I mean, of course, you can still only take like a certain number of praetors. Of course, but, of course. Uh, you know, and then you're not randomly determining what your warlord trait is. You just have it. Uh, you just get crusader and hatred loyalist. Yeah, and though I mean those are great rules. So we know that the limitation for this one is only a traitor faction can take this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not like at first I was thinking I was like oh well then you will give up extra secondary points but you don't they fixed it right there so interesting so we haven't even gotten into the cool part of this um, uh, HQ choices and detachments must be equipped equipped with Space Marine bike so Legion, Hus Legion Hussar squadrons in the detachment must be taken as compulsory troop choices and Outrider squads may be taken as troop choices vehicles of the tank type may only be taken if they also have the fast type so we uh, so haven't gotten to uh, to the Hussars, Hussars but just yeah, but basically, to like summarize them, we will later. But they're outrider bikes with no upgrades. Yeah, they're in the basically. They get moved to the troop. Yeah, and they're a troop, right? Yeah. They're, they're, that's kind of what they are. But yeah. um, so they're, this they're is bikes. this is a um, a bike right of war. Yeah. So can you give? Um, Oh, so every one of your characters also needs to have a bike. All of your, your if you take five HQs, they got to give them five bikes. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, units wholly comprising of models with the Night Lord special rule add plus two to their total unit size when determining whether they outnumber an enemy. Uh, for only for the purposes of a talent for murder special rule. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, plus two is like an extra model when you're on a bike, right? Uh, yeah, like an extra bulky model. So, I mean, it definitely helps uh, if you take some casualties along the way, for sure. It's kind of, it's a cool little fluffy rule, and, and it helps trigger, like, the best part of Night Lords, really. So, um, limitations are that uh, you have to take an additional additional compulsory troop uh, in addition. Um, so, you're going to have three of the Hussar squadrons, uh, which, you know, they seem to be pretty good, so not too terrible uh, and you have an entire bike right of war anyway so you probably wanted to run a lot of bikes anyways um, <clears throat> uh, you can't take any models that uh, state that they must be the army's warlord um, so if there are any special characters that must always be the warlord if their primarch isn't present you can't run and yeah. you can't run the primarch either. and you can't run the primarch that's either. right so this yeah. is a very much a different right of war which I actually like because like if you look at the other rights of war 
there's this restriction doesn't exist. It's always, I mean, there's a few out there. There's a few, but like majority of them are, you just make whatever you want. This one specifically says you can't. And I do like that. It's yeah. a very specific right of war. It plays very different. Um, and, and, and it's nice. And it's like a, yeah, it's a specific bike right of war with lots of characters. So do you know the like fluff behind this one? Like what's the idea? Because like they talk about the Jet Heck clans, but from the books that I read, I don't really know and Theo's shaking his head I, he doesn't I, know either. I don't really know so, either. I mean, I, a lot of players, a lot of Night Lords players really do enjoy um, using the generic bike Red Wars because they're mm -hmm. very good and they pair really well with the Talent for Murder special right. rule. So there's a lot of people that have been running those generic bike Red Wars. I think maybe the designers kind of saw that and saw that there was an opportunity um, to to make like a unique one for the Night Lords and, and they've done so here. Mm -hmm. Can you guys mention that in the comments as well? Like, I'd like to know if anybody knows um, where the fluff behind these Jet Heck clans is. I'm sure there's something out there. Um, I've read the Horse Heresy books, and I don't remember them ever talking about bikes. But, um, I mean, it would be nice to know. Uh, if you can reference something too, that would be great, because then I'll, I'll go through and, and look it up, because I'm actually really interested. I don't play Night Lords personally, but they're really cool Legion that. I mean, I would have loved to play because they're definitely, like, one of those legions that, you know, who doesn't want, like, skin flayed skin everywhere, all over your armor? I mean, yeah. Cross of Bone is the next one. Yeah. So, Aristocracy of Ruin. This is the the right word that they teased uh, a couple months ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh... Non-compulsory HQ choices included as part of this detachment. The maximum number of lead choices available as part of this four-sort chart is increased by one. So, like, so for for every non-compulsory HQ choice included in this army. So, right. um, so you've got your Praetor that's going to unlock your right of war, and then you've got your two other HQ choices. And as long as you buy them, uh, you'll get you'll unlock one more elite slot each. And if the generic um, force organization chart for Age of Darkness games has four four elite slots so you can get up to six elites I don't know if that's necessary <laughs> only because I mean, elites like, are pretty expensive already they are so. it seems like you know okay so you're gonna basically your entire army is gonna be elites if you can even pay for it yeah. in a standard 25 to 3000 point game but I mean it might be great for a bigger game yeah but but it's nice it's nice um, as long as models from this detachment with the independent character special rule is either alone or in a unit with no other independent character, it gains plus one attack. Mm -hmm. um, so the independent characters gain plus one attack, basically, unless you're putting a bunch of independent characters in the same unit. In like a big Death Star. Yeah, which... In this Bride of War, you would be you would design it so that you're not doing that. So, and that's, like, that's nice because, I mean, you can build Praetors that have like seven, really eight attacks on the yeah. charge, you know. Yeah. And then the Slay the Warlord special objective is worth an additional one victory point for the players that has selected this route of war if the enemy final uh, warlord's final wound is removed by a friendly model with the independent character special rule. Yeah. So I and, mean, and it doesn't it, specify in combat too, so you could you yeah, could shoot him, you could, him, you could pistol. whatever, <laughs> but you have to do that wound. So yeah. if you're shooting at him, roll that wound separately. Yeah. You know, you roll it last. I don't know how that works, <laughs> right? But I, I yeah. So it's cool. Limitations: uh, you have to take an additional compulsory choice, uh, compulsory troop choice. Um, you cannot take again Conrad Conrad Kurz as a Lord of War choice. So you can have other Lord of War choices, but you can't have the Primarch. 
um, again. Yeah. And then the rampant blade, any unit from this detachment that makes a consolidation move must move full distance allowed toward its nearest enemy within line of sight. Um, if if there are no enemy units within line of sight, then you have to work, move toward your opponent's deployment zone. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. That's a little yeah. different. So that that's um, that used to be in the horror cult right of war as well. That uh, again no longer exists. Um, and it's, you know, it, it kind of sucks. Like, again, it's not as bad as some of the Dark Angels ones that we mm. were just talking about, but... Uh, but you have to consolidate toward you. But, you know, it takes control of off. your unit away from you. And that, you know, it could put you into an unfavorable position for, you know, next turns, right? Yeah, so. especially since Night Lords, with outnumbering and all the other rules, can very well, like, wipe out units on the turn they charge. Yeah. And then you might open yourself up to a counter charge from a unit that's much stronger. But Absolutely. So uh, the next one that we've got here is uh, the Bloodied Gauntlet. This is another new one. Um, so the Bloodied Gauntlet is uh, all compulsory choices in this detachment must begin the game deployed on the table or enter play on the first game turn. Uh, these units gain Zealot, and if, they, uh, uh, and if destroyed, do not grant the opposing player any victory points regardless of the mission being used. Uh, through death, victory uh, is if the game ends as a draw... Or with the player that has chosen this right of war as the loser, then that player gains plus D3 victory points if all their compulsory choices have been destroyed. So your compulsory choices, and it says all compulsory choices, so your Praetor and two troop two units. Yep. Um, if, so, uh, if I, so let's if, say if they all die and I, and I, as the Night Lord player, am losing the game, I get plus D3. That's right. So it's kind of like you gain an extra D3 victory points. As long as they die. Because if you're winning, yeah, as long as they die, because if you're winning, who cares about the extra victory points? You've already won. Yeah. But if you're tying or losing, then you get the extra victory points. So really... Yeah. So you're really going to commit those units That's at right. your opponent. So you might do as, as well add damage. those... Yeah, do And as you might as well add those points all the time anyways. Yeah. Again, because it's not like they're going to make... Like, that mathematically doesn't make... A difference so but uh, it's, so it's a different rule you want to make sure that those units are in combat and dying right? yeah basically you want to get them stuck in you want to yeah. probably get some use out of them they have zealot so well they're not going to run away right so yeah. he's going to have they're going to be fearless you. yeah yeah so, so yeah um so the other thing is that units from the detachment entering play from reserve after game turn three gain the outflank special rule so game Turn four and on. Yeah, so this is kind of strange to me. I'm uh, because normally, if you had a unit in reserve and it's got outflank, you would declare that it's outflanking. But you only with the wording of this, you only gain outflank after game turn three, which means that game turn four, when you would automatically come on the table from yeah. reserves, you would then have outflank. That's right. And you would also have to fail a couple turns That's worth right. of reserve rolls to yeah. gain this rule. So it just kind of seems so, a little strange. I, I guess the I, I can see what the idea behind it is, is if, for example, you have the, the zealot uh, unit with a zealot rule and they're not, let's say you put them in reserve and they don't come in till fourth turn, well, there's a good chance that they're not going to do anything. There's a good chance they're going to sit back and not really get into combat. Well, this outflank allows you to basically get up there, up close and personal to the, to the enemy allowing these units to actually do what they were supposed to do yeah you might be right about right that. so that's probably what the intention was i mean it's it's a good benefit i it definitely doesn't hurt you if you don't come in you get to be right there right so it's like one of those things maybe third turn you're hoping you fail 
because in fourth turn you can literally be right there as opposed yeah. to like coming on from your own board edge. So yeah, that's it's good. it's it's a good rule. I, I think it's a good rule. Kind of fits with what they're saying earlier. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so detachments using right of war must take an additional two compulsory elite choices. So now we're talking about so you have an HQ, two troops, and two elites that have to die. Yeah. So now now it's getting a little bit harder to lose all your units right. if you're winning. And these uh, they have to be infantry units and can't be equipped with Terminator armor of any kind. Right. So so veterans. Yeah, veterans or terror squads. They're elites as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Um, compulsory units, uh, choices in this detachment, uh, may not hold or contest objectives of any kind and never count as scoring units. Uh, so no compulsory choice may select a dedicated transport and a compulsory HQ choice may not be selected as the army's warlord. So you, so you have to have two warlords. Uh, well, two, you'd have to have two characters. Two characters. You'd, ha you'd need a second one to be your warlord. And all non-compulsory choices must begin the game in reserve. Oh, so you can't even put your compulsory choice in reserve. You have to start on the board. Uh, uh, your compulsory choices must start on the board. Can start on the board. So then, mm, I guess my reasoning behind the rule doesn't really make sense, but it still makes sense because if you hold off too long, then at least you can get in. So this is interesting. Um, so yeah, you this, can is, contest this, is really, objectives. this is a really aggressive right of war. Like and he, it's a really tough one because if you're playing objectives, you can't score. So half the games that you're going to play you probably will be losing yeah. because... And you're also foot-slogging with this army right. because you, you can't, can't have dedicated transports. transports. So you definitely want to, like, die with these models. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you can still put them in transports. It doesn't say well, you can't. Right? I, I, you can I'm still thinking, buy a Dreadclaw. I'm thinking you might want to take, like, a, your Praetor with, a, with the jump pack mm -hmm. and a couple assault squads. Because they've got that movement so they can get across the table. But they're not uh, compulsory, you, though. Uh, they would be compulsory troop choices. Oh, assault squads. Yeah, assault sorry. Squads, I, yeah. I thought you were talking about terror squads. Uh, sorry, no. raptor and then your, squads. Yeah. Your terror squads is your elites because they have infiltrate. So they can, yeah, so they they can, can get up close. close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no, might, that might be like a good base to start from <laughs> yeah. with the list building and then whatever you can afford after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's definitely different. It's, it's nice. It's... Yeah, it's different than a lot of the other, like, same rights of war. I think that seems to be the theme of this book, is, like, they're trying something new. They're they're giving us more rights of war that aren't just the same. Yeah, and on a lot of them, too. Like, you know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't expecting to have um, four, three new rights of war and, and, and four in total yeah. now. Yeah, so that, that's really nice. Um, yeah, right? so it's, it's cool and, and kind of, like, makes you, like, I want to really anticipate like what's coming up in the next book. That's right. Well, Who, I'm kind of hoping in there exactly. and what rights of war are they going to well, get? I'm kind of hoping that, that this is a prelude to what they're going to do in the future because, yeah. you know, every army having two rights of war is nice, but having four is nicer. Yeah. Having more generic ones would also be good. Having, you I feel know, like there's a good bunch. Th of there is, ones. but it's always nice to have more, but more generic ones that, fit to how the army plays more like just out of top of my head like i think of my alpha legion right they have the headhunter one which isn't that great and then they have the coils of the hydra which again is is good but not i feel like it's not amazing right so i would like to see more options options legion right? specific ones even if the even if the limitations are more like bigger i, I, I still I like, like to see it I right could, like we 
we said I, I kind of like the there's like a little bit of give and take in mm -hmm. you know you get some cool stuff with your right of war but there's also some pretty heavy restrictions that you have That's to right. abide by as well if you know if you want those perks so like i kind of like that design philosophy yeah uh, like there's definitely some examples out there where there's just not really a lot of limitations and you just get all this cool stuff for basically nothing but thousand suns <laughs> yeah but uh yeah, if you so... guys didn't hear that i coughed thousand suns just saying <laughs> So uh, I guess uh, moving on to uh, the terror squad, terror squads. Okay, so changes here. Yeah, so there's Points? there's changes for terror squads. Um, they're still the same uh, awesome veteran unit. Two attacks, um, two close two combat attacks, weapons. Two close combat weapons. Uh, same base points cost uh, for five models, but your additional models are now getting a discount. Instead of being fifteen points per model, they are now um, they're now twelve points per model. So that's a three point per model discount and. Uh, I mean, personally, myself, I ran 10-man squads. So for me, this is going to net 15-point discount. That's right. So, uh, And then they become a lot more um, comparable to in points to um, to regular veterans. So I think a 10-man veteran squad is about 160 points with, like, bare bones, no equipment. And they're pretty much the same, except, you know, your terror squads get fear, infiltrate, preferred enemy infantry, and precision strike instead of a you know mutable tactic mutable yeah. tactic yeah. or whatever it is um i mean did they're really good i i know like neither theora and i were in the previous uh podcast that talked about night lords so um specifically talking about these terror squads they're awesome terror right? squads are fantastic they're and awesome they were fantastic unit. before that's right before this so, points discount. so like any model now can take a bolt uh may also take one of the following options Bolt gun for free. Yeah. So you would always take that. So the bolt so guns used to cost you two points per model. So now they're free, which is awesome because they basically turned them into veterans, right? Yeah. But then on the other hand, you could also take the chain glaives or chain blades, sorry, or heavy chain blade. Oh, that's a different weapon. That's not what I was thinking of. That's not your special weapon. No, the heavy chain blades, just the, uh, the plus one, plus one or two strength, uh, Chainsword. I want to say plus two, I'm thinking, but maybe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. It's like um, AP4. Sorry, Volca Charger for five points, which yeah, is which really is good. unchanged. Rotor yeah. Cannon, meh. And then Flamer, one model in the unit only. Now, the um, Rotor Cannon's gotten cheaper. Um, but they're points. not as good. Personally, like, well, I, I don't know if we want to get into it much, but I find the Strength 3 really hurts. Yeah. Um, I agree. Shitty AP. Like, you might as well get a Volkite. Um, yeah. yeah. So, one other big change here. Entire squad can take melt bombs now. Well, that is the change. Plus okay. five points per model per, per each. So that's pretty expensive. Yeah, it can get pretty expensive when you got a big squad, but uh, they didn't have access to that before at all. That's right. So now they because veterans are twenty five points for the unit, no yeah, matter so how many models you have. This is five points a model. So if you have ten models, it's going to be fifty points. So, yeah. but now it's an option, and now they can be very scary for um, vehicles. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so the headsman has uh, all of the same options. Uh, for swapping out his weapons as he did before. Um, Artificer armor. Artificer armor. And then dedicated transports that can have a rhino and a dreadclaw drop pod. And rhino's new, right? And the rhino's new. So they didn't have access to rhinos before. They just had access to the dreadclaws, which is always cool. Um, but, you know, now your infiltrating, your specialist infiltrating unit can infiltrate in their dedicated transport. So. That's right. So that's good. So I think they're definitely a win. Like you run through oh, as you can. Absolutely, it it you know just helps make mm -hmm. terror assault right of war, which was already good, better. Yeah, better than it was. Um, so. Terminator Elite, so Contacar. Contacar. So these are awesome. These are new. 
uh, awesome models, a great. I'm, I'm so happy. I, I always am happy when I see Alpha Legion get a new unit. Um, it's so nice to see. So I'm very excited about this one too. <laughs> yeah, Alpha Legion. <laughs> um, weapon skill five, two attack space, of course, the Terminators, but your Dissident, which is the Sergeant, he gets two wounds yeah. and an extra attack. So he's three yeah. attack space, which is, which is awesome. Um, they come with Terminator armor, so it doesn't specify. So I guess you get to choose what uh, model Terminator armor you want. Yeah, so I guess the the actual models are modeled with Tartaros, mm -hmm. but uh, you would have the opportunity to model your own Cataphracta if you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, I think Tartaros makes sense for the like heavy flamers as a stock weapon option. It uh, is is amazing. Yeah, so you you know it's nice to have wall of fire when you're firing Overwatch. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, there's still something to be said for a four plus and one blade. That's right. That's yeah. right. And then they get a chain blade, which is different. It's a new weapon. And then trophies of judgment. So trophies of judgment are fear. Correct. Right. Yeah. So the chain blade is is why it's the it's strength is user AP three melee rending. So um, yeah. this is just a not two handed version of the chain blade. Yeah, it's a rending power power sword. Yeah, so, so better than a power sword that you know, like no, yeah. normal Terminators, Legion Terminators yeah. come with a power yeah. sword stock, so it's just better. So they do have implacable advance. Uh, Chosen warriors is always good. Mm -hmm. uh, Lords of the Night, which does what? Uh, so Lords of the Night is a single Contacar Terminator elite, uh, numbering no more than ten models, can be taken as a compulsory HQ choice in an army which includes neither Sevatar nor Conrad. Uh, so an army which contains Sevatar, a Terminator elite unit, uh, may be chosen instead of a command squad as a bodyguard um, and takes up a single HQ choice with, uh, with him. But they don't have to be deployed with him and can be uh, separate for the game. Um, so that's kind of cool. That's kind of like the, uh, the Death Guard... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The Death Guard Terminators that you can yep. take as an elite choice, right? Yep. So that, that's... Or, sorry, as an HQ choice. Yeah. I mean. yeah. I mean, it's it's really nice. It gives you the nice option to like not run a character and just run them if you want. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of go over, you can take a Phobos or a Dreadclaw as a dedicated transport, depending on if you have five models or less. You can have an additional 10 models, and this is a big thing here. So originally with five guys, there are 46 points a model. Yeah. And then the other additional 10, so you can have 15 models, are... 36 points a model which, which is, is really cheap price like yeah. that's a good like that's a cheap cheap model um, for how good for they terminator. are weapon skill five weapon skill five yeah yeah, yeah. um that's cheaper than that's a uh, legion terminator is 35 points yeah right so they're and 30, this guy's got a better they, weapon skill and a heavy flamer yeah so. yeah so they're, they're that's really and fear yeah right and their weapons better. It's rending, right? So I'm really, I'm really happy with the price point. <laughs> that's for right, these guys. It's, it's it's really good. Yeah, um, you can take teleportation transponder transponders again, like we talked about earlier, for two points a model. So um, you have that option to choose it if you want. Yeah, the more you have, the more expensive it's gonna be. But so the one weapon that we all saw a picture of, and we were all speculating as to what it was. Um, I was thinking it was a Volkite Cavalier or. Culverin, Culverin, but you can have like one in every five or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a Cavater, 10 points each. And it's really weird. It's strength six AP five, heavy four to flag rate, yeah. but it's only a 10 inch range. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Like I get it with the heavy flamer being close range. So they're trying to make this one close range too, but I don't know. It's, it's when for they 10 were points, it's pretty pricey. When they teased the, uh, 
the profile for these guys and showed that they were weapon skill five, I kind of thought, you know, I, I feel like these guys are going to have like a real identity crisis. It seems like with weapon skill five, you'd want them to be a close combat Terminator unit, but they've got this Volkite. And if that thing's at, you know, 45 inch range, they're like a destroyer, like a heavy destroyer Terminator unit that wants to shoot things down. So it kind of like has that identity crisis. Now, now that we see that it's it's ten inch range, it, it's obviously very short. So they're going to be an aggressive type unit where you're going to have to get up into your opponent's face, and uh, to to utilize the weapon to its fullest extent. Um, but I think that ten inches is a bit too short. It's I a little short, yeah. Absolutely, it could have done to be. Volkites have weird ranges, you know. Like maybe it could have been twenty one inches or something like that. I don't know, just a little bit longer so that. You know, they didn't just have to get down, uh, maybe with a risky teleportation to try and get him within 10 inches and That's try right. and shoot these weapons. So uh, The other thing, too, is, like, with the points that it is, and I'm just thinking, like, the models that you're going to get, I just wonder, because the models aren't out yet, um, I just wonder if you're going to get, like, one of each weapon, and then if you actually want a full squad... If you're actually going to have to figure something out, other model differently, or buy extra models, or something like that, I don't really know how they're going to do that. I think uh, I think you're going to get two for five. Is, two uh, for each five is like normal. Is what you're going to yeah. get in the, if, uh, in the models, whether or not you want to uh, pay the points to have that weapon. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. It, it like ten points each. If it was longer range, I'd say no problem. The really short range is kind of what turns me off of it. Yeah, I, I might, you know, you get an inch and a half of range over your heavy flamers. Yeah, I might just keep stick the with the heavy flamers. Yeah. yeah, for the cheapness. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the big one here, uh, the really nice one is the dissident. So the um, sergeant can ex- uh, exchange his weapon for the escaton, escaton, yeah, power claw for fifteen points. Yeah. So this thing's this thing's really cool. It's basic. It's a power fist, right? Unwieldy melee times two strength AP two with shred. Yeah. So it kind of has a lightning claw and power fist combined rules for it. Yeah, kind of um, like really. You definitely pay for it. Like fifteen points is expensive. Iconic Night Lord. Yeah. Type of weapon. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. I really yeah. like that. The great thing about this is, again, these guys. You can see it with their rules, their equipment, everything that they're they're meant to get into close combat like they're a combat unit but with an ap3 rending weapon mm-hmm. it makes that that um charge into anything with like a armor two plus pretty scary yeah because you, you never know if you're not you're just not going to roll good and get any rends and all your attacks are going to bounce off their armor well it, this helps mitigate that a little bit in that you've got some reliable um, AP2, and he's got three attacks. He'll have four attacks on the charge. Um, you know, if you're outnumbering, these guys are bulky because they're Terminators, uh, and you can take a lot of them. You outnumber your enemy, you're going to have pretty reliable hit rolls with weapon skill five. You're going to have really reliable wounding rolls with like strength times two and shred. So you've got some reliable AP2 that you can throw down at a unit and make that prospect of charging something like another Terminator unit a lot less. Uh, scary, but but even with like the regular weapons, like as you said, like let's say you do charge a Legion Terminator squad, 
point for point, you're going to have more models than they do. So you charge in, you're hitting on threes, but wait, no, you're hitting on twos. You're not wounding on fours, as the weapon says you're wounding on threes, rending, and you're going to have a lot of attacks. So if you make that charge and, and you know, you're going to get a bunch of sixes, they're going to fail a couple of saves, like, and then once it gets to initiative one, you know, when they're hitting back with, you know, if they're hitting back with power swords, who cares? If they're hitting back with power fists, then yeah, they could hurt you, but then so could your dissident hurt them. So, um, it's not a bad squad. I don't know if it's like really meant for elite hunting. Um, in that, that said though, I don't know how many times I would upgrade it to 15 points um, on, or 15 models sorry unless you're teleporting them maybe no. I, um, you might buy you might buy a few extra models just to give yourself uh, a little bit of a buffer those, those numbers yeah. for your a talent for murder yeah. I mean I think the eschaton power claw is pretty much an auto include um, I think so too like it's a part it's yeah. the only power fist in the squad and, and it's also shred right you know so. it, it definitely needs to be said that that uh, night lords are a, a legion that are very very good at dealing with uh, like infantry infantry but not heavy infantry. That's right. Um, these guys kind of are a step in that direction where they can do a lot better against that type of like heavy infantry, Terminator, Death Star type unit. Mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely units that you're going to want to avoid. You know, anything with like multi wounds, uh, yeah. four plus or three plus invulnerable saves, probably not a good. Yeah. I mean, everybody should avoid those. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the. We have the Night Raptors next. Um, I I might have to say there's some big changes here for the Night Raptors. I I might have to say it's kind of a toss up for me whether this is my favorite change or maybe we'll get to some more changes that are coming later. But this one might be my favorite. It's kind of a toss up. Um, so first off to start, uh, Night Raptors now have two attacks Base. a piece on their profile up from one each and the Huntsmaster is up from two to three. So that in itself is just a, a massive, massive change. Um, yeah. You always ran into issues with them in uh, subsequent rounds of combat, especially considering that the entire unit had access to Noshman Chain Glaze, which is a two-handed weapon, Run, like not really having a lot of attacks, um, you know, one attack per model on your elite close combat uh, jump unit kind of, it stung, you know, yeah. it, it, it wasn't the greatest. So, I mean, weapon still five is awesome because again, it gives you that opportunity to be hitting on twos. Yeah. If you outnumber the enemy. So that's like a, a real, like if I look at all the units, like it seems like it's very much a theme. Yeah. And, right? the, and again, these guys are assault, uh, Marines, so they're bulky as well. So getting those out numbers is uh, a little bit easier even. Yeah. Um, so yeah, probably some of my favorite changes uh, coming up here for for Night Raptors. Um, so they have Raptor Strike and Bloody Murder as special rules. Yeah, and R those are those are two new rules. That's right. Yeah. So they got rid of uh, they got rid of the old rule, which was called Onslaught. And Onslaught okay. used to give them plus D three attacks when you charged instead of just mm -hmm. one. But I can tell you from experience that I don't know if I ever actually rolled more than one attack <laughs> on the charge for them. So I, you know, I didn't really like that rule. And uh, so, so bloody that... murder and rapture strike. So I'll go over my rapture strike here. A model with a special rule may use a jump pack in both movement and assault phase. So this is like unreal. Yeah. Now rule. you don't have to make that difficult decision. So you don't have to make it a decision, which the decision usually always used to be. You want to use it in the movement phase because it gives you that extra guaranteed six inches so that you can make it into combat. Now, not only do you not have to care because you can still move 12, 
charge 2d6, reroll, and get a Hammer of Wrath attack when you actually charge. Yeah. Or Hammer of Wrath hit, not even an attack, a hit. Yeah. Like, that's unreal. Like, that's awesome. That's, that's, a, that's a really, really good rule. I'm very happy with that change. Yeah. Uh, the next one's uh, Bloody Murder. Uh, so this one's kind of cool. It's uh, after all normal attacks by the squad have been resolved, uh, you count the number of enemy, mo enemy models removed as casualties as a result of those attacks and immediately resolve a number of automatic wounds with AP dash equal to the number of casualties caused on any one unit that is locked in combat with. So if you're in combat with multiple units, you just pick one of, one unit for the whole total of wounds that you yeah. caused to affect them. So this is really good. So like it's like, extra, you don't have to hit. It's not automatic hits, it's just automatic wounds. wounds. And the guy just has to take armor saves. So yeah. it could be, if it's a t tactical marine squad, it could be four or five extra wounds that you're taking, or six, Yeah. right? So And they're it's, automatic it's, it's wounds? So That's I was, right. was going to say, it's kind of like Vol Volkite deflagrate but even in it's, combat. It's better, though. But it's better because you don't even have to make that right. extra yeah. wound roll. Um First five are, what, 150 points? So that's 30 points yeah. a model. So that's the same base points cost that they used to be. Uh but they've gone down in cost for your additional models. 15 points, which is, what, the price of a regular assault marine? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, not 100% sure, but that uh, either way, well, maybe not. Maybe they're a little cheaper. But still, it's great. They have two attacks each, weapon skill five. Like, awesome jump packs. Like, that. that's really, really good point Point cost. Yeah. Um, exchange your chainsword or combat blade with either a power weapon or the chain glaive for five points. Or a single lightning glove for 10. So, I mean, this is regular pricing um, usually, but any model can have it. So, that's really nice. Uh, yeah, um, so it's any model in the squad. Um, these have all gone down five points price. per Oh, model. they have? Yeah, okay. five points a piece, you know. So, it's actually worth now expending some points and buying them because, like, the chain glaive, okay, so you lose the extra attack, but you gain strength and rending. Yeah, um, and, and AP3, right? So... That was always the the stick was that it was kind of expensive to equip an entire unit with these things, so you probably wouldn't put an entire unit mm -hmm. with these things. And then if you did, they also lost that attack because of the two-handed uh, yeah. weapon. So um, yeah, now it's it's much more affordable to to give your guys like these uh, iconic yeah Night Lords Legion specific. And weapons. I mean, you don't have to outfit all of them either. You can leave five with not put those five in the front and as you lose models those five die you know and then you kind of when you actually get into combat with them because you do expect to lose a bunch um once you get into combat with them you actually have those nice weapons sitting behind you so yeah i um, think um overall my uh like my my night lords raptors unit makeup probably won't change i have five and five i'll probably leave it that way you um, don't think you would go up to like 10 or 15 uh, no, I'd probably keep them probably about 10 models and, and with five chain glaives. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's nice though. But you know, you get a, like a nice discount over that, uh, over there, how expensive they used to be. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And then for every five models, you can get an extra weapon. So, you know, flamer, melted gun, plasma gun, plasma pistol, or hand flamer. Uh, any model may count where it may exchange both their weapons for a pair of lightning claws, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, it's 20 points. It's pretty pricey. But, it is, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's good. Um, I don't know if it's actually that worth it because the chain glaive will give you plus one strength. Um, and with your special rule, if you're a number, now you're winning on twos. Yeah. 
do you need you know wounding shred. on fours shred no because twos are better yeah um so really i feel like the lightning claws are something that yeah it's cool um but i don't i don't think my, i'll see many uh now the hunts master can exchange your bolt pistol for one of the following so you've got your hand flamer plasma pistol or volkite serpenta i mean they're not bad but this isn't a shooting unit personally the way i see it they're not a shooting unit you're you're just gonna i like to see that the plasma pistols have gone down in price it seems like because mm -hmm. they used to be 15 and i know we've I, I say that they used to be 15 i think they used to be 15 maybe they haven't but um yeah uh you can exchange you can get the headsman's axe yeah, so normally only available to independent characters, but it is available to your uh, your Night Raptor Hunt Master. That's so. right. So this is the like times two strength AP three, uh, two handed rending, and again, it's not unwieldy. So you've got strength eight. So I'd probably pay the five points for that. For five points, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's like better than a chain glaive. So yep. why why get a chain glaive instead, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely grab that, and then the Hunt Master can get melt bombs, artificer armor, or uh, cause fear. I, I think you'd probably grab all of those. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Um, like melt bombs, maybe, maybe not. But like, yeah. you want to cause fear? Why wouldn't they, you? They didn't used to have access to trophies of judgment, so it's nice that they yeah. now do. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, it didn't really make sense that they didn't. So yeah, yeah like you kind of want that. You want artificer armor for him. Um, yeah, with three attacks, base like makes him really good. Yeah, right? and with the points discounts that you get for extra models and like the weapons and stuff, you can afford all of that without really having to bat an eye you know yeah or change your army at all so yeah yeah so okay uh nacrid thole yeah so this is the new hq unit that we get in this book um yeah so uh 185 points uh so not uh not terrible regular praetor like a souped up praetor level uh points weapons of six uh, three wounds only, initiative six, uh, four attacks, and two plus armor save. So this is the first character that the Night Lords have gotten that has a two plus armor save. Other than Conrad. Other than other than Conrad. That's right. Yeah. So uh, he's got artificer armor. He only has a refractor field. Uh, so he's only got a five plus uh, invulnerable save. Volkite Serpenta. He's got a Nostrman Flay Whip. Uh, he has the Devil's Dew and he has trophies of judgment. So he's causes fear. Um, he's a Praetor, so he's Master of the Legion. Uh, he has Counterattack, and he has a special rule called uh, Valor's Shadow. So Counterattack is awesome because it transfers to whatever unit he's with. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a great, great rule to have. Um, just want to interrupt this. Uh, um, we're drinking a couple beers here because it's Friday. So what are you drinking here? You're drinking a Big Rock. You guys can't see these. You know what? Maybe you can. I'll just... Uh, Record him here. Okay, so this is what we're what we're having. So Theo is drinking the. Uh, this is not sponsored in any way by these beers or beer companies. Big Rock Lagerdale, and then I have this last best clairvoyant Yuzu IPA. It's uh, really good. So not really brought to you by at all, but you know, just wanted to interrupt interrupt to mention that um, good beers. Okay, going back, Valor Shadow. So this character, Nacred Thole, um, he may not be targeted by means of precision strike or precision shot. In addition, when he's reduced to zero wounds, uh, so the controlling player, so he rolls a d6. If you get five plus, you still remove him from play, but he does not count as destroyed for the purposes of scoring victory points or achieving objectives. Once removed, he may not enter play, uh, re-enter play. So um, 
it's a neat rule. Like, uh, can he be your warlord? I'm assuming he can. Uh, yeah, he could be. So, I mean, you would not get the point for killing a, uh, a unit if, if that's a thing, and then you wouldn't get a point for the warlord. Yeah. So, it's a it's a really nice rule. Um, it's it's different, right? It's like he doesn't actually die. He just, like, disappears. Slips back into the That's chambers. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the flay whip. So, this is one of his weapons. Yeah, right? so this is his actual, this is his main weapon. Um, so, it's, it's strength user AP4. Uh, it's rending. It has some special rules, uh, electro charge, web of steel, and it's also a specialist weapon. So you can't get the, an extra attack? So you don't get an extra attack. But he has four, so and he's six initiative too, so well, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's uh, like as high as some Primarchs. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's pretty quick. Uh, so the electro charge is uh, that any model that suffers an unsaved wound from this weapon reduces its initiative into one until the uh, end of its controlling player's next turn. I like how they specify that it's the controlling player's next turn and not just game turn yeah <laughs> yep. um so then uh, web of steel is a model equipped with a melee weapon with this special rule uh may choose to forfeit all of its normal attacks in order to make a single attack against each enemy unit uh, or sorry each enemy model from a unit that is locked in combat and within two inches of the wielder uh using the flay whips profile if this option is used, the electro charge special rule cannot trigger from unsaved wounds so that's it's nice that it's it's like the two inches it's not just models and yeah base so you could literally get six seven attacks if you if you have like a tactical squad that piles in yeah like you easily get tons of attacks if you uh if you've got your enemy mm -hmm. clumped up and in close to you so. I, I do want to go back to that electro charge rule so this rule has suffers from the same issue that the other rules that we talked about do where it says the controlling players next turn right so if technically like you go first and I'm the controlling player of Nacker Thol, I would get two rounds of you being initiative one, right? <laughs> no, sorry, the other way around. But either way, there's a potential that you would only have initiative one one round or there's a potential that you would have initiative one two rounds, right? So I don't think it matters when they specify it. It seems like now they're saying controlling players next turn or game turn, like in the end, I feel like you sh it should either be one turn or two turns always, uh, where this could be either way. So it doesn't quite make sense to me personally, but anyways. Right. Uh, so then uh, the Devil's Dew. Uh, so this is also another close combat weapon um, for uh, Nacker Thul. And this one has uh, plus two strength, AP two. Uh, it's um, unwieldy, uh, has the Devil's Dew special rule which is also the name of the weapon. It's got Murderous Strike, and it's Master Crafted. Uh, so the Devil's Due special rule is that if an enemy model in base contact with Nacred Thul has its initiative reduced by the effects of any other weapon or special rule, then this model may make a single additional attack against the enemy model. This additional attack is made uh, immediately uh, before the enemy model uh, would attack and use its profile uh, for the devil's do is shown above. So essentially if he hits you with his whip and, and causes a wound and slows you down, he brings out his hatchet and gets an attack. That's got murderous strike potentially an extra attack. Yeah. Potentially, uh, an AP two, um, potentially instant death. Attack. So what they're saying is you should be using both with him. Well, can, can you do that? I don't think that you can use the devil's do unless you start causing wounds with uh, with the flay whip. Why not? You can still have plus two strength AP two, unwieldy. 
I don't think so. No, it, it you got it. It's it's all in that special rule. I mean, unless I'm interpreting it uh, incorrectly, where you can still use the devil's do normally, or you get an additional attack with it if he's caused a wound from the whip. Devil's do. So we were talking about this. Um, I can't really figure out whether it's a weapon in itself or if you can only use it if the flay whip reduces the initiative down. Because um, normal weapons you can just use normally, right? And this looks like a normal weapon, but then it is like in the in the fluff portion of it, which isn't technically a rule, but it says that. He keeps it hitting from his opponent until the moment of the target's weakness and then striking a fatal blow from surprise. Um, and then his special rule basically says this additional attack is made before the enemy model would attack and uses the profile for the devil's due above. Um, so if an enemy model in base contact with this model has his initiative value reduced, then this model may make special attack with the above. So I think you're right. I think you can only choose to use this weapon if the enemy's initiative is reduced um, by effects other than um, um, other effects, I guess. So, yeah, I, it's kind of too bad because I mean it'd be a great weapon. It, it is a really nice time, weapon. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but I think that's kind of the intention, and the wording's kind of weird. But I think you're right between like the fluff that talks about it. And then the rules and then the description here, it seems like that's the intention. You use your Flay Whip, and then if you're successful in doing this, you basically get an extra attack with the Devil's do. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Savitar. Yeah. So this, uh, this is so the. This is, sorry to, like, interrupt anything, but this was a big contention. We got a lot of comments on this from the previous, um look at the night lords yeah so let's see if we can do this again and see if we can get a general agreement on how good sevatar is uh with you and i talking about it here okay. so let's do that okay so there's a lot of changes to sevatar well there's not a lot of changes there's changes to sevatar but, but let's just go through him as a character um, right so he's 175 points yeah which is which is good it's a really low number compared to some of the other like yeah again it's characters. he's like you know the souped up praetor type points um only three attacks but six initiative is good seven weapon skill is good four attacks three wounds uh, what did i say three <laughs> right three wounds i meant four attacks yeah yeah three plus save so this was kind of his big thing that he sucked because well and i don't agree with that because uh if you read through the rest of his rules and stuff he's you know he's meant to like get into challenges and like kill stuff and if you're fighting in challenges with other scary characters they're probably Cutting through your two plus armor save, anyways. So. Very true. Very true. Three plus armor save, two plus armor save. Meh. Okay, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Iron Halo, Mastercrafted Chain Glaive, Bolt Pistol, Trophies of Judgment. So I mean, he doesn't get the extra attack um, because nope. of the Bolt Pistol and the Chain Glaive's two-handed. Yeah. Trophies of Judgment, so he does cause fear. Yeah. Special rules, so Master of the Legion, he has Dirty Fighter. Repress Psyker, all these other beautiful rules. Uh, if he's a warlord, he automatically takes the Master of Ambush, which does what? Uh, so he's he, they FAQ'd it, uh, and it doesn't look like they have gone through that here. Uh, essentially, he gets uh, 
the uh, the book power where uh, himself and three infantry units gain infiltrate, and uh, his master of the ambush was uh, they got uh, acute senses, so they got okay. to reroll that outflank roll. Um, <clears throat> so the changes. Yep. Uh, is that now they've provided Savitar with an option. Uh, it says to represent Savitar when he assumes control of the Night Lords in the wake of the Battle of uh, Sheol, his power armor and mastercrafted Nosman Chainglaive may both be exchanged for uh, the following for 35 points. So he goes up to 210. Yeah. Uh, he gets Artificer Armor and Knight's Whisper. <clears throat> Knight's Whisper. And Knight's Whisper is a Strength plus 1 AP 2 melee two-handed Duelist Edge mastercrafted. So it is... Um, An AP2 weapon. Yeah. Which is a huge change because, like, the chain glaive was always AP3 rending. Right. Right? So now he actually has a flat-out AP2 weapon, which is awesome. Duelist yeah. Edge. Yeah. So essentially, in the description of this, it's it's still a uh, chain glaive. It's just an AP2 chain glaive. It doesn't have rending uh, anymore. It's still two-handed. Um, it's still mastercrafted. You get Duelist Edge, which is a plus one initiative bonus in a challenge. So, I mean, he's initiative six. He goes up to initiative seven. If you're running Terror Assault, you get plus one initiative during night fighting. He could be at initiative eight. And that's, that's more than crazy. the majority of... That's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, now this is the this is the best thing about Savitar. The best change. The Yes, he got an Artificer Armor for a two plus armor save. Um, but... Him just getting AP2 all the time is the best change that they could have Well, it given makes him. a par with a lot of... Because that was one of his biggest weaknesses, is he's hitting you with an AP3 rending weapon. Well, if you don't roll those sixes, who cares? Yeah, exactly. You know, most most characters have two plus uh, Artificer Armor, and then you know they're making two pluses, and you're not doing anything to them, basically. Yeah. Where now you're threatening every other character out there in the, in the army yeah. or in the game. So. I always kind of understood why they gave him a three plus armor save. Um it he's got uh he's got a psychic power that's chosen for him as precognition that gives him rerolls to hits wounds and saves so it can be kind of trollish if you've got a two plus rerollable save uh so i always kind of understood why he had a three plus armor save and not a two plus one um looks like they've kind of caved and and just said you know whatever but if you really consider how repressed psyker works the chances that you get your psychic power off in a game are you might have you might have it go off like two or three times. So 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 right now let's let's go through repressed psyker since we're talking about it. So um, the controller player may not use more than two warp chargers. So how much is precognition? It costs one. It costs one. Okay, but so you can you, only roll two dice. To two try dice. And cast it. Um, so you need a four plus. And you need a four plus. So technically, you should be getting it quite a bit. Um, you'll probably in a six turn game, you'll probably fail once or twice. Okay, so just I mean, fail like outright fail to but cast. But that means it. you're re-rolling your saves. You would re-roll your hits, wounds, and saves, that's which right. and that's great. But then also consider that he's only allowed to roll two dice. So the ideal situation for me for generating warp charge dice is to roll a one, and I take my level one and my one pool dice and roll two dice, and I've only given you one dice to use to That's try right. and stop me. The more dice I roll, the more dice you have to try and stop me. So it's probably likely that you'll fail once or twice a game, and your opponent might stop you once a game. So you'll probably have it like three turns a game. And then 
are those the turns that you need it? Is it the turns that he's in combat, in a challenge with somebody needing those rerolls to hit wound and his saves? Yep. And or, the rerolls to an Iron Halo are still amazing, right? Irrelevant. Absolutely. Yeah, he has two, uh, like AP2. Yeah. Like four plus rerollable is, is awesome. So, But there's no way to know if it's going to be those critical turns where you where you get your psychic power to go off. Or if it's one of those turns where you end up, you're, you got him in combat and you got unlucky and didn't cast your power or your your opponent got lucky and, and stopped it from going off. Because, yeah, you really don't get uh, to roll too many dice to try and pull it off. So That's right. So you've got the Master of Atramentar. Yeah, so this is uh, this will help with your reliability of deep striking those Terminator squads. Uh, any... Terminator squads, Terminator command squads, or Contacar Terminator squads, uh, deep strike within six inches of sca uh, Savitar, don't scatter. Which is awesome. It, it's great, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so if you have them on the board, you know, you don't have to fear that. You just come down and you're there. Yeah. Right? Dirty Fighter? Yeah, so this is his instant death and challenges uh, uh, special rule, kind of like Corswain and, and Sigismund, right? Yeah. All those guys are who are considered some of the best uh, yeah. Astartes uh, duelists in uh, in the legions. Uh, he's just he doesn't fight fair. So well, this this makes him extremely dangerous, right? Because if you consider this, like he's got seven initiative in a challenge. Yeah. Right. Potentially eight. Why does he have eight? Uh, in the terror assault right of war, right, under right. the conditions of night fighting. Right, all, so early on yeah. he could have eight, yeah. um, but seven, which is still higher than majority of other characters oh, yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and then he's got instant death in that challenge. You know, he's, he's got, got plus weapon, one weapon skill seven. Weapon skill seven. He's probably hitting on threes, maybe and, fours. And if he's in a combat with a unit that's outnumbering them. That's I right, mean, he's got plus guy, one to both. Yeah. Um, and then repress Psyker if you get that off. Like, he could be extremely dangerous. Like, you don't really want to go one-on-one -on -one against him with your character. Yeah. It, like, there's a potential it's a fair fight, but there's a potential that it's not a fair fight and you're going to lose. So, personally, if I had a choice, I would shoot this guy off the board like I've... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm so thrilled about the, the change... Um, I think really all that was needed was to give him the AP2 weapon. The 2-plus armor save is gravy uh, for me, and I'm more than happy to pay the extra 35 points. And the best thing is that they decided that it's still going to be um, a chain glaive, so the model doesn't have to change at all. He's in Artificer armor. He doesn't switch to Terminator armor. He still has a chain glaive, so you don't have to do anything with your existing model. He's perfect as he is, and you can, yeah. you know, and I, and I think 210 points is is a fair price to pay for uh for Savitar now and he is definitely without a doubt one of the best characters mm -hmm. out there now. Yep. And I mean yeah, he has a negative with the repressed ability that if you do fail um psychic test or you do perils of the warp, you have to take it at a leadership 7, but you're only ever rolling two dice, so the chances of you rolling two sixes are pretty low. Mm -hmm. Um so I mean right now yeah. He's he's really good. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, the other characters. Yeah. So, uh, the Flame, Flame Master, Master and the Charon. Yeah, Flame Master hasn't changed at all. Uh, so he's the same from uh, when you guys did the review for Night Lords uh, before. Mm -hmm. Basically, this guy's a uh, Primus Medicae character in power armor uh, that also has Fearless. Um, so that's that's nice. You can attach him to some a squad, get Fearless, and and get feeling the pain out of him. Um, yeah, he can't be your warlord. 
but uh, you guys covered that. And there's no changes here to this guy, at least not that I saw. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So um, <clears throat> next is uh, Karan uh, Ophion, um, and again, uh, this guy hasn't changed uh, at all either. Um, worth noting too here that uh, these guys both have power armor, um, and like Savitar did be before only have power armor all of the night lords characters only have power armor so i always kind of felt like that was uh something that i'd like to see changed and they did that when they introduced nacrid thole and now the changes to savitars with uh you know you get some characters that get some two plus armor saves that's right um, we're not going to go through these if you guys want to go go back and, and check out the other yeah, uh, there's no changes there for no. those guys maybe, maybe what i'll do is i can even add those to this one if you want uh, there'll be little tags there um and i'll add them and you can uh you can listen to, to this as well. So yeah. Um, so last, but certainly not least, we have uh, Conrad Kurz. Conrad Kurz, and I am sad to say that there are no changes uh, to Conrad either, uh, except for some uh, cool new artwork in the book. Well, but I I want to talk about him because right? I, I, I didn't have an opportunity to do sure. it. So I do want to talk about him. I mean, he's uh, four hundred thirty-five points, so he's one of uh, like he's a he's a lower priced primarch i wouldn't call him a lower price primarch lower he's... middle how's that i think he's pretty expensive you really okay okay so eight weapon skill seven initiative um he's got uh five attacks and of course two two weapons right so he does get he the has a plus he has one a attack paired weapon so he's got plus one attack it's not included in his profile that's right that's yeah. right so i mean you look at the abilities he has he has fragonate shrouded stealth so he always has four plus cover Ooh. Um, which I mean is good and bad. I mean, he does have uh, four plus invulnerable, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, the, f the, the cover, it only gets useful once you're actually in something, but let's say you're in woods, right? Well, or he's got a four plus a cover save, uh, out in the open. <laughs> That's right. So a four plus cover save in the open, but when that really applies is if you're in a ruin, you have a two plus cover save. So if you're like... If you're getting... Or even behind something, right? Like you're sitting in a unit or behind a unit you're a two plus cover right so unless you're getting hit with things that ignore cover you're basically i want to say invincible right because like two plus armor two plus cover makes it so that there's not many things out there that can remove you easily at all yeah it, um, it is great and it is it's nice because they also those rules get conferred to any unit that he mm -hmm. joins so he that's true too right passes so, that on and when you consider that night lords gain five plus cover in the open on turn one uh any unit that's attached to Conrad will have a two plus cover save. That's right. So if you run big terror squad or yeah. um, terror, uh, not terror, Raptor squad, I'm thinking, or terror assault squad, I guess, but Raptor squad. I don't squad. think you can join them because they're infiltrators. So. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> yeah. But either way, uh, that's, that's a really nice rule. Um, definitely, definitely needs to be used, right? Like you have to make sure that you're using it, but he's kind of like that lone character, right? Like even fluff and stuff, you don't really... Conrad's really very good at um at harassing your opponent's uh you know back line going after their scoring units and and uh jumping out of uh combats that he doesn't want to be in and and uh you know killing those units that are going to win your opponent the game you know because of objectives or you know whatever so the one thing that like the sire night lords right like all units he um when he's in the board all units that cause fear now impose a minus one penalty yeah, so that's uh, it's nice that they've given you the ability to get fear with your raptors now. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know your terror squads, your characters, uh, your raptors—they're all causing fear at minus one. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings about that because I there's a lot of things 
in the game currently that don't care about fear. Yeah, like Mechanicum, Talons of the Emperor, I think are fearless. I'm not sure. I uh, might be wrong. Yeah, um, you know, but there are legions, entire legions, like Death Guard and Salamanders that don't care about fear. Yeah. There are legions like Word Bearers and now Dark Angels, with if you're including the line, that have, that that. have very reliable leadership tests. And same with Ultramarines, too. I think they take fear at, like, un, uh, unmodified? unmodified leadership 10. So, in a, you know, you have chaplains which are very common centurion you have uh, uh heralds which now have a fearless banner you have command squads which have fearless banners there's a lot of fearless units in an era of the game where fear and they shall know no fear didn't exist so just getting a mo- like just getting fear and a modifier to their fear test it kind of feels like the units that you're gonna it's gonna affect you probably didn't need to that, have that's them very fail true. A fear test that's very true. Um, I mean, the other, the King of Terrors, of course, is 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 good again, but again, suffers from the same uh, potential, like non usefulness, I guess. Yeah. I, um, it, there's no changes to Conrad, and if the, there was right. a change to Conrad, I would have liked to see the King of Terrors be, be a maybe bit like more. Yeah. maybe affect units that are fearless you you, you remember you recall in uh, like warhammer fantasy how there used to be two rules there was a fear te- like there was fear and there was terror well this guy's the king of terrors and terror used to work uh, in warhammer fantasy it would uh, cause fear in in uh, units that caused fear so like that would have been kind of cool like even his mm-hmm. brothers were like they knew he was crazy and they didn't really want to mess with him uh you know he would still cause fear in fearless units or something like that maybe I thought, you know, that would have been... Nice. I mean, maybe a little too good, because fear, like, weapon skill, bullet skill one is, is really good. But I see what you're saying, right? Um, maybe if they're not, you know... We, we talk about that, like, stages and steps of things, and I've kind of mentioned that with other things as well. Like, you know, rather than it having, like, an on-off switch where, where you either cause fear, or you either can take fear, or you're fearless. Or, like, Haywire, where it's two plus or nothing, or something yeah. like that, where you might have stages, like poison right or uh, feel no pain where there's different steps so maybe fear is like a modifier right where some like the fear the fearless units don't take a modifier or um and but some but other units might be less fearless or something like that i don't know um it's always nice to see things like that as opposed to like just a black and white you know you either fear you're either fearless and then you ignore all the special rules that fear units give even if they're pretty cool rules that might apply you mm-hmm. know fluff wise um yeah, so... But yeah, again, Conrad's... I, I think Conrad's good. Um, he's definitely not your top-tier No, and that's, and that's where we get back into that points cost and where how I feel like it's expensive. Mm. Uh, just because, you know, he doesn't provide a lot of utility to his uh, Legion. You know, giving them uh, a minus one to fear test that they cause or just providing them with fear is, like, it's kind of mediocre. And he also always has night fighting. But if yeah. you're running Terror, terror Assault... assault you also get that now automatically as well. So that kind of cuts his utility um, a little bit, yeah. a little bit as well. Um, and and he's just not really he's not really a character that you can take and fight other Primarchs with. Well, um, and then there's also the other two. Um, there's the other two uh, rights of war that you can't run him with. Yeah. So the one that you can write him with, this rule doesn't apply, right? So it's yeah. it's interesting how they did that. Uh, but you're right. I mean. Honestly, though, like he can kill a lot of other Primarchs, um, but he's about middle of the range, right? Like he's not top. Like 
you know, there's lots of like Khan and um, Sanguinous and Russ and Lion and Horus yeah. and Magnus and, and Wolgar. I, and I think like I've just thought it off half right there no. that he technically should not be able to beat. Yeah. Right, and then there's those iffy ones. Well, not even Gilliman, because I think Gilliman still beats him. Well, we did that one. <laughs> That's right. You guys recall that one if you remember watching that one. Yeah, Gilliman beat uh, beat Conrad, and I think just reading the fluff, I it doesn't feel like um, like those kind of rules are kind of represented in like how good he or how like ter- terrifying he could be in in combat to handle. Um, you know, he's. He gets run through by the lion before they duel each other on uh, Salguasa. Well, okay, so... And then it takes two but, of the lion's captains to pull Conrad off of the line before he absolutely murders him. So let's right? talk about... like, like, so, like, like so it's interesting because you talk about the fluff. So we're going to have some spoilers now from the books. And I don't know if Theo's actually read all of them. But, so yes, so there's the part where the lion... One, I don't know what the hell the lion was thinking. Like, you stab Kurz why not just behead him or cut him in half right there? Instead, he goes in to talk to him first about it. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're first this... Like, the lion's technically honorable, right? So Except he, does, he just ran I know. through so his he brother does the actual, fighting a duel Like, he it. does the one smart thing that anybody should ever do. Like, you look at... Like, all the Primarchs all the time have this guilt-ridden thing about killing him, killing each other... Even, like, Fulgrim is constantly haunted by killing Ferris. And and yet the lion, like, does it. He's like, yes, I've committed to this. Kurz dies right now. And then instead of finishing him, he decides to proceed to have this conversation with him and gloat, giving Kurz just enough time to basically push him off and start fighting him. Like, it makes no sense. But anyways... So, so that happens, and yes, so Kurz is insane in that in that book, yeah. right? And then he proceeds to, you know, um, fight later on. Um, he fights uh, uh, Gilliman and no, no, no but before he that, he fights uh, what's his name, Salamander Primarch. Why can't I think of it? Oh, Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah, and yeah. beats him like multiple times. Uh, Vulcan goes insane, doesn't know who he is. Still fights Kurz on McCrag or Ultramar. I'm not uh, sure. Kalf? Now I don't remember which one it is. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But he fights him, um, and he he beats him. So he kills Vulcan a bunch of times, and then there's a there's a scene where he fights Gilliman and the lion at the same time. Was it the lion? I thought it was Sanguinous. No, no, it was a lion. Okay. They're in a, like a church that he rigged with cracker nades. Didn't wasn't it? They're also uh, both of their first captains as well. <laughs> I I don't know. I think they were somewhere else. I'm not sure. But I know he fights both of them and holds them off both at the same time and uh, almost kills them, actually. But I mean, we won't go through that. That's the sort of stuff that I'm talking about that I really <laughs> wish that you kind of saw in the You, you in definitely don't because, I mean, you talk you know, about like, Gilliman. He absolutely you, cannot do that in, no, in no. you know the way that his rules currently are. And I mean, there was no he can changes. be Dorn. Probably, <laughs> probably, you know, but there's no changes in here. And, and that's something I was a little bit disappointed yeah. to see in this book. So that said, though, if you actually continue reading those books, the lion actually goes on a hunt against Kurz, right? And then they do meet again afterwards. And it's a very different battle. And I think that exemplifies or, or, or like really shows how the lion learns from. And that's why the lion so good, because Yes, he, he, he definitely made a fatal mistake and almost died against Kurz the first time. Um, 
but the, the when he actually intended to hunt him down, he succeeded because that's that's what he does. Like that's what the lion does, right? So that was really interesting to see that last fight when they actually uh, uh, meet again and, and he brings them down to justice and, you know, they have a trial, him, Sanguinis, and, and Gilliman have a trial against Kurz. So right. definitely interesting books, um, definitely fun to read. Um, love Kurz as a character. Like he's just, again... That. He's my favorite Primark. Absolutely my my 100% favorite. I, I wish that we had seen some changes for him, but all things considered... Um, there's a lot more changes made to the Night Lords in this book than I, I ever expected, and uh, like overall, I'm very, very happy with uh, with everything that they did change, um, even despite nothing happening with Curse. You know, he's still fantastic, and uh, you know, he's he can still really. Um, you you have to use he, him right. Yeah, you have to use him right. You know, yep. he, he can be very effective still if you use That's him right. properly. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again.